The Pitch Show, day two, pitch one. This is a tale as old as time. Someone has a problem, they start a business to fix it. The end. In today's version of that story, a founder solves his own problem using computer vision, which, if you don't know, that's taking visual elements like pictures and videos and using machine learning or AI to recognize what's in those pictures and make recommendations. This is the same technology that enabled facial recognition, but today's founder is using it to help people buy land. The technology is pretty freaking cool, but are the investors ready to close on this deal? Or will the inspection reveal a fatal flaw? I'm Josh Muccio, welcome to The Pitch, where real entrepreneurs pitch to real investors for real money. I'm Neil Salas Griffin, Managing Director here at Techstar Chicago, and I'm happy to welcome you all to my city. I'm Elizabeth Yin, and I'm a general partner at Hustle Fund. I'm Charles Hudson, Managing Partner, Precursor Ventures. I'm Jillian Manes, Managing Partner of Structure Capital. I'm Akira McConnell II. Most people call me Mac, and if you follow me on Twitter, it's Mac the VC. The pitch for Terrascope is coming up after this. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. The information provided on this show is not intended to be investment advice and should not be relied upon as such. The investors on today's episode are providing their opinions based on their own assessment of the business presented. Those opinions should not be considered professional investment advice. Hey guys. Hello. How's it going? Fantastic. People shake hands. Yeah, I'm not afraid. I'll start from the left. There we go. What's your name? Hi, Kehan. Kehan. Kehan, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Elizabeth, nice to meet you. Charles, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Good energy. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Hi everyone, my name is Kehan and I'm the founder of Terrascope. Terrascope is a property search platform designed from the ground up for finding rural properties, including lake houses, hobby farms, and any property that comes with land. During the pandemic, I was looking to buy a hobby farm with nice cropland and close to a river. But Zillow didn't have filters for these variables, so I had no ways to filter down the search result. I had to spend hours manually screening through hundreds of bad matches, and some of the properties I still believe were genuinely haunted. Haunted? Haunted. As in ghostly woo? Yes. <laughs> Eventually, I had to work with a real estate agent who showed me some great listings that never made it to my search result. Oh. And I wasn't alone. About 50% of buyers bought homes that never appeared during their online searches. <laughs> Here's the thing. Zillow had all the listings. But a real estate agent who understood my preferences intimately and understood rural properties would always do a better job than a simple filter-based search. And that is why and how I created Terrascope. First, Terrascope understands properties on a deeper level by extracting important rural data from the listings using geospatial analysis and computer vision tools. 
And that allowed us to have more data to first of all do a better search, and second of all help people make a more informed decision.、Mm-hmm. We're currently raising a 2.5 million dollar seed round to increase our computer vision capabilities and expand our product coverage. What is your business model? So before I jump into that, I just want to give you guys a quick demo.、Okay. Uh, I prepared this QR code. You can scan it. You can take a look at how the product works. Terrascope.io. Find your、yeah. find your dream rural property. Yeah. Oh, neat. Cool. It's kind of like people say it's like Tinder for properties. You、uh, see properties right away. Yeah. <laughs> Waterfront, new listings. You see them、oh, immediately. Oh, I need to check this out because I want to. <laughs> Be a hermit, and yeah. <laughs> Hiking, boating, lush desert, mobile home,、yeah. raw land. So, talk to me a little bit more about this computer visualization. Definitely, I think the the funny thing is I'm talking about computer vision in a podcast. Right.、Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> so I actually have prepared a little bit handout just so you can see visually. Oh, bring it Thank on! Thank you.、Yeah. Kahan hands each of the investors a printout. On it, you can imagine a Google Earth image. But everything is tagged, so you can see exactly what percentage of land is covered in trees, pavement, cars, or even people. First of all, the the computer vision element is we're using satellite images, right? So we're extracting right, like data. Google. That's uh, Google, uh, Maxar, Maxar.、Uh, Planet.、Right. So there are a lot of sources we can use. But as we delve into the space, we realize that computer vision is fairly new. In the medical space, in medical imaging, is pretty、uh, well known and well used.、Yeah. But when it comes to real estate application, especially outdoor space real estate, when it comes to rural properties, it hasn't really been used a lot. So let's double click on that a little bit, right? Like I'm gonna ask you the foremost VC question that every entrepreneur hates and most VCs hate, and、right. I'm not gonna ask it the way that most people say, like, "What's gonna stop Zillow from doing this?" Yeah,、right. but but <laughs> I was gonna ask that. I, Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I actually yeah, want yeah. to know. So, so like,、yeah. I'm like, ready. Like, like, no, but that's not my question. My question is, what happens to your company if Zillow does do this? Well, I think the most important business for Zillow is the urban space. That is their largest segment. They're not worried about let me expand to the rural space. They're most worried about fending off all these up and starters, Realtor.com, Compass, Redfin, from、uh, encroaching into their urban market. So that is their priority. Can Zillow do this? And my que- and my answer is, they can, but at a significant cost, because the way we search is very unique. So it's built for rural properties because there's more data to consider. If you click on the listings on our site, you will see we compiled a lot of data that's generally not really available on Zillow. For example, recreation. Sixty percent of buyers in the rural space care about recreation. They want to know if there's a lake, snowboarding, fishing, hunting. They want to know where those resources are in relative to their property. But without Terrascope, you have to cross-check a lot of different resources. For them to pivot and add all this data and change their search engine, search infrastructure is very costly because they have people who are used to the particular way to search on Zillow. I don't think they would have to pivot. I think that they would add this as an option to search for rural properties. No.、Um, yeah, sure. Let's say if we have a Zillow Rural and then has similar interface and has similar、uh, data, yeah, they could do it. But it's just going to be much cheaper to acquire us to do it for them,、mm. and that has happened in the space before. So can we go back to the business model for a second? Oh sure. Yeah. So the current business model is we take a part of the commission. 
we introduce buyers to the agent. When they close the transaction, uh, we get a percentage of commission. And have you gotten any commission to date? Yeah, we closed one transaction. One transaction. Yeah. Okay. And how long have you been up? So the product's been live about one and a half years. How long ago was that first close? Uh, this was in March. It's been eight months since then. Yeah. What have you been doing wrong because you only had one sale? So the the way we acquire customers, uh, many two ways. One is we use paid acquisition. We run ads on Google and then funnel people in that way. Second way is we use organic traction. We write a lot of articles on what it means to live in rural spaces, how to buy rural properties, how to set up your own hobby farm. Uh, we also create, uh, actually our data scientist wrote a 14-page white paper on the future of rural, rural real estate market. Mm. So we're using this to draw in new customers. Well, I can send that. You've been around. doing yeah. that so far, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem like any of that stuff is working. Mm-hmm. You've still only got one sale. So like, what are you going to be doing different? What are you going to be doing new? What are you going to be trying? Yeah. I want to be clear because once we generate the lead and send it to the agent or the uh, lead gen, the, uh, the partner who closed the leads, it's out of our hands. Mm-hmm. We do generate a lot of leads. We generate 500 leads since we launched. We do have a lot of leads that comes through the pipeline. Could be better, for sure. Um, but we don't spend a lot of money on paid acquisition because it's not very sustainable. So you've been able- but to Max's point, you don't get paid for all 500 leads. Right? No, we don't. Right. That's the bad part of the deal. Yeah. So then um, how do you how do you, how do you monetize? How do you help that yeah. then? Because like, if you're generating 500 leads, you got to get more than one cross the finish line. Is there anything that your company can do to support the agents to help that get done? Like, like what can you do to increase it? Or can you just start charging for the leads? Yeah. Because, like, if you're doing 500 leads, I'd rather you be charging for that than charging for the clothes. Exactly. That's how Zillow does it. They have yes. more negotiating sure. power, so they can yep. do it. For us, like, as a startup, we don't have a lot of negotiation power. I want to step back a little bit. Rural properties, most of the times, people don't think about innovating for the rural space. But 20% of the U.S. real estate market is rural. It's a very, very large market. Yes. So the largest leader in the rural real estate space is Landwatch.com. And they were acquired in 2017 for $31 million in cash by CoStar Group, which is a uh, commercial real estate database. Today, that company is worth $350 million. Wow. Uh, it's more than a 10-time return. And here comes the really interesting part. The company is worth a lot of money, but if you go to their website, you will notice that their UX UI is significantly worse. It's terrible. I've used it. (laughs) And they don't even have a map view for you to view listings on the map. So it's a very easy market to disrupt. The investors agree that the rural search market is a fixer-upper, but with only one customer to date, something isn't lining up. We'll be back after a short break. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. We talk to a lot of entrepreneurs on the show, and one thread that connects them all, they're not just pitching their business, they're pitching themselves. Because small business owners know that their business is more than just a company, it's their whole life. And State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too, and they know what it takes. They can help you choose personalized policies that fit your budget. That's the personal touch. That's small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome back. 
The investors are very interested in Kahan's computer vision tech. The problem is people aren't using it yet. And the investors want to know why. Here's Elizabeth. Let me ask you this. What kind of people are searching? Are they actually individuals like you had described yourself? Or are they more on the commercial side of people wanting to do something with that land? Yeah, both. So most of our users are looking for residential properties. We cover mostly residential. But the commercial piece is very interesting because we just attended uh, TechCrunch. We were this year's TechCrunch uh, 200. So we spoke to a lot of companies like insurance companies, developers, uh, even some military contractors who said, okay, this data you extract from images can be used to help us select development site, help us estimate the risk for tree overhang or wildfire when people buy the insurances. Mm -hmm. So we built a computer vision tool as an important underpinning for the search product. But as we're talking to other businesses, we realize this is the same critical underpinning that can help a lot of other companies. You hit upon the insurance application, which which is very compelling. Obviously, this would be able to inform insurance companies of the liabilities of properties. Are you thinking about licensing these capabilities to them? Absolutely. Okay. So on the B2B side, we're talking to two insurance companies, uh, two developers, mm-hmm. and also a big hedge fund. It's still very early days on the B2B side, but we're developing our own models. We're building on the forefront of the computer vision technology. So the goal is to build a whole suite of computer vision applications that are very, very defensible. So what's your current burn rate? The current burn rate is about 20K per month. You're doing 20K per month. How much have you raised so far to date? Uh, 330K. What's your priority list right now on your product roadmap? Like, what are the things that are, like, top of mind? Like, these are the next two things I have to get done. Yeah. So the first thing we need to do is truly enrich the listing beyond any competition. We have more data right now. We have better data. For example, internet speed. People care about that a lot when they try to move to rural. But I want it to be a super delightful experience for the users too. When they get on it, they're like, okay, I don't need to go anywhere else. I don't need to check the crime hot map. I don't need to check the economic condition from the Fed. I don't need to check anything besides Terrascope. We haven't gotten there yet. The data needs to be extracted more effectively and uh, more accurately. Okay. If I was you, I'd be prioritizing things that will help agents close more than just data for uh-huh. customers. Because you got people coming you got to show that you can get people to close. The other thing is, yeah, your UI and UX is better than your competitors, but it's nowhere near as good as Zillow, right? So I would tell you, I wouldn't be so, I wouldn't rest on my laurels of thinking that you're at a good place just yet. I think there's still some more refinement you can do there. Well, I think to be fair, Zillow is actually, I think in my mind, a, a different audience and different kind of home you're trying to buy. In looking at some of these other land platforms, they are terrible. Mm-hmm. So I think on a relative basis, actually, I think what you have is is good enough to stay ahead of those, at least for now. But to Max's point, that means I would be spending all of my energy on customer acquisition. I think what I'm not hearing you no. say is like, how mm. can I get more leads or mm. how can I improve the closing process in the funnel? Whatever it is, I, th- I feel like the organic content, you know, you've been doing that for a while. And to Max's earlier point, you have one transaction. I would try some other things because it, it feels like something else needs to be done in order to, to get more closed volume. 
Absolutely, I totally agree with that. Me being the only business person attending conferences and doing uh, pitching calls and doing the business plan and also the marketing, it's a lot. Like I really try my hardest to work on、uh, customer acquisition as well as、uh, streamlining the funnel. But we need more help on the UX UI, on acquiring customers more effectively, and on closing more deals. So、yeah. I was just gonna say, I'm I'm out on this one. I really. Appreciate your clarity, and you are one of the most honest、yes. founders I've seen about the things that you understand about the business, and where you actually are like, "Hey, I, you've been very clear. I need help here. We're working on this." For me, it feels like the principal challenge with this business is not technical; it's commercial, and it feels to me like the the weight of the company right now is on the technical. And I, I'm a big computer vision fan, and I was looking at your chart, and I was like, "That's pretty cool that you can you can extract、yeah. that many features from an image." I just worry that like there isn't enough weight on the commercial go-to-market side, and I think you've got to lead. But I worry without tilting the energy of the company in that direction,、um, somebody more commercial with a less good product、mm-hmm. um, might come to market and and beat you to the punch. Yeah. If you want to continue down this sort of Zillow-like path, I think you have to understand your current customers better. To Max's point around conversions are the thing that matters. You need to be in the process, understanding who your customers are, why are they not closing, how can you close them, and even be almost like a real estate agent yourself in having high touch to really understand them. The further up the chain you can go with developers or people who do this on a recurring basis and handhold them and be a partner with them in showing them listings. That would be helpful as far as the numbers go. Absolutely, hundred、um, percent. So I think, unfortunately, I'm going to be out because I, I think I would want to see more direction, at least in in something customer acquisition. Sure, thank so, you. So this is tough because I think what you're hearing is everybody up here wants to like this. This is a space that we know is ripe for disruption, and there's some really cool stuff here. But you're falling into two traps that we see very commonly with entrepreneurs. The first one is you're doubling down on your strengths and not focusing on the stuff that needs for the company to grow. Yeah. The second part is this feels like a solution in search of a problem, right? Like you you've built this really cool tech. You don't you still don't know who your customer is. Like B to C is what you want your customer to be, but you don't know if that's right because you're building all this amazing tech and. You your tech could do a lot of things. You don't know what thing you're solving yet. Yeah,、mm-hmm. right. And th- and these are common things that that happen, especially for first time founders. Like see it time and time again. But those are the reasons that I'm out. Thank you. So it's interesting as I as because、uh, I focus on investing in companies that have an unfair advantage in customer acquisition, and we've spent all this time talking about how that's something you're still trying to figure out. It sounds like what you're hinting at is that there's a bigger opportunity on the B two B side, and that this space right now and the traction you're trying to get may not be the most important thing. So I love that you have conviction around your product focus. I'm out at this moment, but I am absolutely curious in following your journey because I think you might be onto something with that bigger idea. But we just don't have the inputs or the data right now to understand whether there's a there there or not. Sure, but I'll add you、it. to the newsletter. Yeah, please. <laughs> I want to track this. I think. When Airbnb began, Brian actually lived with these hosts. He went and and he lived like a host. So I would live like an agent.、Mm-hmm. I'd get into their head. For me, I think the B two B is your bigger thing. I think licensing this to industries that are trying to assess these rural properties 
from um, liabilities in terms of for um, fire liabilities, right, for um, building road infrastructure, for urban planning, for, I mean, there are just so many different applications for this data. And I think that's really, to me, the big value of this company. I don't see this as selling to a customer looking for a property. I think this could be much, much bigger. Yeah, I agree. I know you're out. I'm out. (laughs) You'll all be in at some point. I promise yeah, you. I like that. I, like that. <laughs> I will be here. Like, I have overcome a lot of adversities. Yes. And when I come into something, I'm committed. Okay. And I agree with you guys. That's a big space. But I need more clarity. I need more concrete contracts, signing things, making sure that it works to de-risk it for you guys. I totally understand the perspective. And I really appreciate all the advice. Thank, thank you, you so thank much. You. Thank and you guys so much. We don't doubt that we will see you again. Yes. Yes. I'll be here. You I'll got be it. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you guys you. so much for the advice. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to stay in touch if yeah. that's okay. Yeah, Absolutely. let's do it. I'm, I'm Absolutely. interested. Thank you. So, you know, that's the type of founder you like. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, had... it's the type of founder. It's the type of industry. Yeah. But again, like, yeah. that those first-time founder quirks that come up, like... He found the right industry. Yep. He's built an interesting product. Yeah. He didn't know how to sell it. He didn't know who he's selling it to. And having been doing this for a year and a half, that's a problem. Yeah, I agree. He needs to hit the pavement more and talk with more it, people. Well, the, the sniper shot was the timing around that one transaction. It was March. Oh, okay. What's been going on? It's been eight yeah. months. Yeah. Right. When I like, asked him that right. question, he was he was very confident. He put it out. There. Yeah. Like, yeah. Most founders would be like. Well, March. Yeah. he's very honest, yeah. right? Very upfront. Yeah. It's refreshing to see because you don't get it all the time. Yeah. Right. Um, but at the same time, it, it revealed the fundamental flaw, which is I'm not focused on what actually matters to make progress right. in my business. Yeah. How does he know his customer? He doesn't. Wait, he doesn't know his customer. He does not know. Right. Charles, how did you feel? You haven't said anything. I was just like, I really like this guy. I'm out on this one, but I want the conversation to go for a while. Yeah. But I, I knew pretty, I probably knew 15 minutes in. Also, yeah. I didn't want to pull the trigger. I think I was channeling yeah. my inner yeah. Elizabeth. I was like, hus- he doesn't have hustle. Well, I just, I just kept thinking. I was like, I w- to your point. I was like, I would just be asking them all. Hey, was that lead I sent you? Was it properly qualified? Is the issue that like these people are really in browse mode and like we're sending you unqualified leads? Did you even make contact with? Like, yeah. there's a bunch of like. Yeah. He's Piper. never talked to one of the leads. Right. The yeah. agents have the answer of like what went wrong. And right. I was like, this is very obvious to me yeah. that that's, that's the missing link. He's yeah. not understanding. And he's not aggressively following up on these little bits, right? Yes. So that's, he, he's, the speed is not how, where I would like it to be. He's Speaking more of, of speed, we are behind. Okay, so, let's go. So we'll I want to make sure you guys have a decent lunch break. So if this could be the fastest turnaround in life. While the investors grab some lunch, Let's take an ad break. When we come back, Kahan takes the investor feedback to heart and changes his business. And then I give him the ultimate business challenge. Get a customer. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. Small business owners know that it's not just business, it's personal. Your business is your life, and State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too, so they know what it takes. They can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. And they live and work in your community. So you're not just getting an insurance plan, 
you're getting that personal touch. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome back. A month later, I called Kehan to check in. And first things first, have you thought a lot about what happened in the pitch room? It was really interesting because before going into the pitch room, I had some expectations or anticipation of how each investor would respond or react to the idea because I've known them, right? Like even mm-hmm. though they don't meet, know me, but I know their behavior pattern or investing pattern. Uh, so I thought. <laughs> they didn't uh, match what, what you expected. No, actually, I thought Jillian was going to be more harsh on this idea versus uh, her actual response. But eventually, she was actually really uh, interested and she gave me a lot of good ideas and she saw the potential of this as a B2B business. So have you changed anything about your plan for Terrascope because of the feedback from our show? I think we're uh, soft pivoting. I was really on the fence about whether to go into B2B and B2C. But I think hearing the investors' feedback on the B2B side just further encouraged us that this is an area that people get excited about, that people do see value. And it also actually corroborates with the feedback we've been getting from going to conferences, going to trade shows, that people believe that this is where the value is and that we do also believe that. Yeah, it's almost like you have two paths. like. You build something really cool, and if it isn't resonating with customers, right, you can either build something different for those customers, which we would normally call a pivot, or you find a different customer that yeah. matches what you've already built. And you're yeah. essentially doing the latter right now. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, one thing I think we I'd realized throughout the process is that we build this technology to help consumers learn more about properties. But I think we, we overestimated how much of a difference this would make for them. Hmm. Getting marginal data is meaningful to the users, but not as meaningful as it could be for a business or an insurance company who can use this data to automate, to save hundreds of thousands of dollars on labor. Yeah. Technology can do that. And you're building some interesting technology. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we're, what we're building is interesting. You know, like we spend so, like this weekend, I work 24 hours uh, in total labeling data. Like it's, it's so intensive. What we're building is very, very difficult uh, yeah. and very labor intensive in a way. <laughs> you're training the model, like labeling things that it saw in an image and was like, what is this? You went in and said, that's a dog. Yeah, for exactly. We have to go in and say, this is a front yard, this is a pool, this is a house, this is a tree. So you can imagine when you're looking at the satellite image that's very densely packed, yeah. each image will take me 30 minutes to label. <laughs> it's a very, uh, very challenging thing. But the reason we're doing it ourselves is because the data set out there, the quality is lacking because if you if you are not very careful with the labels, it directly affects how efficient the model would be. When are you trying to have your first customer buy? Yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday, <laughs> I would like to have the product. I would, uh, Josh, I would like to have had 
my first 10 customers by now. But it is. Right. Uh, right. But, realistically well, speaking, but you're busy da- tagging data. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, if Matt were here, he would be like, well, you're not supposed to be tagging data. You should yeah, be paying Yeah, get out of there. Stop tagging your data. <laughs> <laughs> so, you can run your company how you want. But, I would challenge you to try to get a first customer before the episode goes live. Uh, I think it's possible. I accept that challenge and I'll try my best to deliver. Sounds great, Kehan. A few months went by. Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's Day, MLK Day, President's Day, and then National Fall Asleep in Public Day, which is in fact an actual day. February 28th. I couldn't let another holiday pass. So finally, just before St. Patty's Day, I called up Kehan. Kehan, we really only have one question. Awesome. Makes it easy for me. Do you have a customer? Oh, we are very, very close. Um, so this is a government agency. So they have some process they need to go through internally, but they are very, very much engaged on the product at this point. I think I should be hearing back from uh, the government today, actually. I was hoping Nuh-uh. it would come through before the, oh, the call. Oh my gosh. Um, this application is helping local governments monitor uh, changes in property so they can get alerted if they build a new structure on the land so they're not missing out on tax revenue. Oh, you put a new shed on your house. <laughs> you need to pay another grand in property taxes. Exactly. We're, we're the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listeners are not going to be happy to hear that. <laughs> it's a funny um, story because it's one of the applications that we, we thought about uh, as a team. We... Uh, envisioned that this could be really useful. Mm-hmm. It honestly, it felt really good after um, a long while kind of trying to find a problem for our solutions. And so when they finally clicked, then people said, okay, I really, really do want to use this. We have been looking at some of the, the vision products, but they don't do what you do. We don't have enough people to survey the states. It's a more of a rural state. So people tend yeah. to drive around for hours and looking for changes that may or may not even be there. Uh, so you're kind of hunting for some potential changes. And all of a sudden, this solution becomes just so uh, meaningful and makes a lot of sense for them. Do you feel as excited about the B2B side? Do you feel as passionate about this as you did about, you know, helping consumers find hobby farms? Yeah, definitely. I think my passion kind of uh, evolved over time. Um, The way I see it is this technology makes planning and building and using rural resources more effective. And that makes me excited. It's not just going to be for detecting unreported and, and structures. The, the true power of computer vision, we're just beginning to see. Uh, in fact, one, one of the things I'm really excited about is next week, I will be giving a TEDx talk at MIT uh, talking about computer oh, really? vision. Yeah, I'm really excited about the, uh, about the, the platform, be on the platform and uh, talk more about computer vision and all these potential uses, right? In insurance property development, uh, tracking climate change impact. Consider this this scenario. 
we can actually track how the wetland or the rainforest migrates over over years. We can give you a very quantitative、mm. measure, and it's very powerful to to know this impact on a quantitative level. So there's a huge array of applications. I don't want to pigeonhole this to become a government product for for monitoring、mm-hmm. changes, because this is just the beginning for Terasco. All right. Well, we will try not to pigeonhole you. <laughs> <laughs> Right before we published this episode, we heard from Kahan. That contract he was talking about earlier—it's signed. Woohoo! I'm so excited, Josh. This tale and this ultimate business challenge is complete, and we all lived happily ever after on a hobby farm. Next week on the pitch. We've got a story that's been cooking for six years. At that time, there was nothing like nothing could take away our success, except there was a thing, and that thing was completely unexpected. And it wasn't investors, it wasn't other people, it was something else. Did you ever think you would start another company? No. You thought you would just keep doing consulting. No, no, God, no. <laughs> okay, no. In this special bonus episode, a postmortem and a comeback: the story of Cleek. The pitch is me, Josh Muccio, Lisa Muccio, Carrie Ann Thomas, Anna Ladd, and Enoch Kim. Music in today's show is from the Muse Maker, Breakmaster Cylinder, The Brow, Astronaut Club, and Anders. If you think you're ready to pitch the investors on our show, applications are now open for our next recording event. It's this June in San Diego. For more info and to apply, go to pitch.show/apply. You can check out our show on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Pitch Show. And if you want more of the Pitch, subscribe to Pitch Plus. You'll get ad-free listening to the entire catalog and occasional bonus content. Plus, it's a really good way to support the show. Just go to pitch.show/plus to learn more. The Pitch is made in partnership with the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Pitch Inc. and their respective employees and affiliates do not provide investment advice or make investment recommendations. The information provided on this show should not be used as the basis for making investment decisions. Listeners should conduct their own research and consult with their own investment advisors before making any investment decisions. This episode of the Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business; it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.